Good morning, listeners. This is Agnes Drew with Mercury, a broadcast of of hope. It's day 592 since we came back on the air. I know it's very early, but we're having a pretty intense scare in the studio this morning. We actually thought we were going to cancel the broadcast today, and longtime listeners know that's just not something we do normally if we don't absolutely have to. But Max insisted we go on. He said the whole point of Mercury is surviving, having hope even or especially when times seem the darkest, and that it's about giving that hope to others. He said that as long as we were physically able to hit that broadcast button, we had to be here for you all. I'm not going to try and hide how I'm feeling. I'm really, really scared right now. Max woke up about half an hour ago completely blind. He thought he was having a nightmare at first, but then he kept trying to wake up and eventually realized that the world just wasn't materializing in front of his eyes. He cried out and woke us up. We thought he was having a nightmare too, but then he started saying, I can't see, I can't see, and groping around wildly with his eyes wide open. It was one of the most frightening things I've seen, watching a friend, a member of your family so panicked like that, and I've lived through a zombie apocalypse. (sighs) Sorry, this is just... So horrifying, but I think my brain has slipped into crisis mode, and sometimes for me that means making dumb jokes, but nothing about this is funny. He told us later that he kept hoping it was just pitch black in the station, but he knew deep down that he would have been able to see at least the dusky, vague outlines you see, even when you're in the darkness, or, you know, something. Then he did something strange. He crawled off his sleeping mat and started feeling his way to the door. We stood there, stunned for a moment. Then I asked him what on earth he was doing, and he starts whispering frantically, The stars, the stars will be there, at least. He felt his way up to the handle and pushed the door open as Dr. Clark and I ran over. We reached him right when he looked up. It was just before dawn, and the stars, well, they were there, but his gaze just sort of scanned back and forth across the sky for a moment. Then it was like something possessed him. He pushed himself away from the cold air in horror and started falling back into the studio. Luckily, Dr. Clark and I were right there. Dr. Clark grabbed his hand. I think both to comfort him and to keep him from accidentally striking us in his panic and said, Max, stop, breathe. Tell me exactly what you're experiencing right now. She was so calm. I don't think she ever wanted to be an MD, but I can see that she would have been really good as one. I would have wanted her for my doctor. After a moment, Max seemed to process Dr. Clark's words properly. He sounded all choked up and tight, but he took a few breaths and 
Rosalind, I can't see. I can't see anything. Not the hand in front of my... Oh! Max, are you okay? And I said, breathe, Max. We've got you. Everything is going to be fine. Be careful. You clearly don't know the station as well as you think you do. Max, I thought you said that you didn't want to. Abandon our listeners. Not even in a time of crisis. That's exactly what this whole broadcast has always been about, right? When the world is at its most terrifying and chaotic, we have to... Be there for each other and lean on each other when we could use a hand or a pair of eyes. And that's exactly what we're here for, Max. We've got you. We're not going anywhere, and we'll get through this together. Thanks. Dr. Clark, you said there's a chance. Agnes, I'm not sure I should... No, it's all right. I know it's only one possibility. I know this might be more serious, but I'd like to share everything with our listeners. Like you said, we're in this together. Okay. Well, I remembered something in my anatomy class about the narrowing of carotid arteries. Stenosis, I think it was called, that can reduce blood flow in arteries leading to the eyes. In stenosis, the reduced blood flow from the heart to the eyes and brain can cause temporary blindness. But, Max, that may not be all it... I know, I know. I'm not getting my hopes up. It's still a chance. I wish I knew more, but I don't know what causes it or how long it can last. I've been looking through my old books all morning, and I haven't been able to find anything. The topic is just a little too far outside my own field. Then we need books from the library. There's got to be something about it in there. I believe I could find a reference book on the subject in one of the sections, but it would mean only having one of us here to take care of Max. I would have to be the one to go. I'd know what I'd be looking for and how to find it. No, it would mean no one being here to take care of Max. We haven't cleared the zombies off the fence yet this morning. I had a quick look. There's more than usual. There's no way anybody just runs past them, and clearing them efficiently will take at least two... And preferably all three of us. Even a complete emergency like this can't justify anyone going out alone. She's completely right. My eyes are not worth your life. But Max, that's awful. I can't imagine how terrifying this is with your friends right here beside you. I'll... I'll be alright. I'll just sit here and try to come up with more theories which I can use to annoy you both when you get back. You think you can handle the fence zombies with just the two of you? Do we need to try to signal Jennifer? I think we can do it ourselves. Okay. Just please come back soon and be as careful as you possibly can. Watch out for the other one. Take care of each other? Yeah. Listeners, for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. For Dr. Clark and Agnes Drew, this is Max O'Brien. Take care. Take good care of each other.